Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. For the vast majority of people that try to stop drinking alcohol, they don't stop first time around. It can take dozens of attempts until things finally click. And the reason why is because they make mistakes. So you might be at a point right now where you're a week sober, a month sober, a year sober. The thing is, is I'm not trying to scare you, but you could still make mistakes on your journey. And I don't want that to happen for you. What I want for you, why I do these videos, why I run this business and do soberclear.com is because I want to shortcut success for you. I don't want you to go through 10 years of trial and error like I did. I want you to go through a week of trial and error and then boom, the problem solved. You've reframed how you view alcohol and you're moving on with your life. So today I'm going to unpack the top five mistakes that people make when they're trying to get control of their drinking. These are mistakes that I've personally made, but they're all also mistakes that I hear come up again and again and again after speaking with literally hundreds upon hundreds of people with a drinking problem and working with hundreds upon hundreds of people. These are mistakes that I see that are not only very, very common, but they're very easy to address if you understand them. But now back to the very first mistake that people make is actually thinking that you can control alcohol. Now, I always talk about being able to control alcohol, but I never really define what I mean by true control. So I'm going to have to give you an example. So I have true control over alcohol. I can take alcohol or leave alcohol. Now, I'm sure you've heard people say this before, people that drink, they can say that they can just take it or leave it. I've had friends that, you know, when I, when I was a teenager, and I was smoking cigarettes. We all said, yeah, we can take it or leave it. But what we all did is we said that we could take it or leave it, yet we continued to smoke. Now, I can take or leave alcohol. The difference is, is that I don't take it. I always choose to leave it because I know what alcohol is. And I have absolutely zero desire at all to ever drink it again. Now, that is what true control is. It's being able to take it or leave it, but never taking it because you don't want to. I also have true control over crack cocaine, right? I can take or leave crack cocaine anytime I want. I have got no problem taking or leaving it. And obviously, because I know what crack cocaine is, because it's a dangerous drug that will destroy my life, I will never take that stuff. I choose to leave it but I still have control over it. Now that is true control. Now what people think is they think that they can have just one or two here and there, right? And maybe that's what you want as well. But here's the thing. If you think that you can control alcohol, then why don't you control it? But the reason why is because it's a drug an addictive drug that makes you want to drink more of it because of the nature of the drug. And we live in a society where this stuff is just rammed down our throat 24-7. Advertisements, media placements, it's in the movies, and the list goes on and on. Having true control of alcohol is not being able to have one or two. It's not wanting to drink at all. That is true control. That is true mastery over alcohol. So that's the first mistake. The second mistake is putting yourself in situations where you feel uncomfortable. Now, what I mean by this is, let's say, you know, you're a few months into your journey of not drinking alcohol and an old drinking buddy calls you up and says, yeah, me and some of the guys, we're going to go to the bar tonight. You know, we're going to go to this bar, then this bar, then this bar, then this bar. We're going on, you know, I don't know, on some mad night. And to me, that sounds like quite boring, like just going to different bars. But you decide, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm going to go see my friends. You go to the first bar, having a great time, you know, socializing, catching up with people. You go to the next bar, still having an awesome time. Then, you know, it's kind of getting a bit boring. The guys are getting a bit drunk. And the mistake that people make is they don't excuse themselves. They kind of come to what should be the natural end of an evening or a social occasion. Yet the people that drink just want to drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. And the mistake that people make is they will stay with those individuals until very late at night. 
3, 4, 5 a.m. Now, the trick is, is to go and do these things. Don't hide from people that drink, but only stay there until you feel like you've had enough. Don't put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Like for example, if I got a phone call from some friends then they said they're going to a bar to play some pool and we go and play pool and I have a great time and then it's it's 11 p.m. at night and I'm ready to go home but they want to go to a nightclub afterwards, I'm not going to go to the nightclub because I don't enjoy nightclubs. You know, if I was a dancer, yeah, I get it, but... Listen, I'm not a very good dancer, right? But the mistake that people make is putting themselves in these uncomfortable situations. The trick is, is to go out, enjoy your life, be around people that drink, but as soon as the night comes to an end, just bounce. Don't be afraid to excuse yourself early from any interaction or any social occasion. The important thing is, is you go, you enjoy yourself, and then you leave before it gets less enjoyable. Which leads me to the third mistake. The third mistake is trying to not drink alcohol. Now, I've broken this down on the channel many times, but it's very, very important to get your head around. Now, I have tried to stop drinking countless times, and I've told you guys this a million times, right? I have tried to stop, but the difference is, is when I stopped drinking four and a half years ago, I didn't try to stop at all. I haven't made an effort to not drink alcohol for four and a half years. Yet in the past, I was always trying. I always had to resist. Now, the reason why I was always trying is because I hadn't changed the way I viewed alcohol. So I was using nothing but willpower. I was just being strong and pushing through. But the difference was, is four and a half years ago, I made a decision. I said enough was enough. There was a cutoff point where I changed the way I viewed alcohol. I got to a place where I didn't want to drink it, made a decision to not drink it, And that was it. There was no trying afterwards. I just stopped drinking and got on with my life. I don't go to meetings. I don't use willpower. I don't ever have to resist alcohol. In fact, I spend all day talking about this stuff. I speak to people with drinking problems most days of my life. I help people most days of my life with a drinking problem. I'm surrounded by people with drinking problems, yet there's still zero desire whatsoever. In fact, I still socialize with people that drink regularly. It doesn't bother me at all. And the reason why is because I see alcohol for what it is and I no longer try. As soon as I changed my perception and came to a logical choice to not drink alcohol, I made a decision, a cutoff point, and that was it. So the trick is, is to do the work, is to do the first principles thinking, is to do the introspection, is to do the study and get yourself to that state of mind where you don't want to drink either. Which leads me to the fourth mistake. And the fourth mistake that I see people making is not having a vision for a future. Now, why I talk about this is because every single time that I tried to stop drinking alcohol, I put so much effort into not drinking that I didn't make any changes in my life. Yeah, do you know what? I might've gone to the gym a bit more regularly, but I never created a vision. I never created something to get excited for. And regardless of whether you see a therapist, you see a counselor, you do AA, you reframe how you feel alcohol, you still need this vision. You need something to wake up excited to work towards. Now, this is something that we work together on in the Sober Clear program. This is why we use coaching rather than therapy and counseling, because we want people to start setting new goals and start taking action towards them. But if I could go back in time to the 10 years of trial and error that I've already done, this is the thing that I wish that I had added in. I wish that I had added in a future. I wish I'd sat down with a pen and paper, set some goals, even made a vision board. I just wish that I'd have done something that made me wake up excited to get to work on my life. And I never did it until four and a half years ago, when I built a vision to build an online business, to move to Asia, to now live in Dubai, where I am right now. So many amazing things have happened in my life as a result of not drinking because I had a vision. The fifth mistake is people counting the days and celebrating milestones. I have never celebrated a milestone of not drinking. I've never got myself a cake or something like that because I've not drank for a year. And I'll tell you why. And listen, if that's you, it's all well and good. Like I'm not saying that it's not it's, it's okay to like talk about how long you've not drank for. I'm not saying that's a I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But this idea that it's some kind of achievement to not drink alcohol to me is is ludicrous. We are not designed to drink alcohol, and not drinking alcohol is not hard anyway. 
provided that you take the right approach. Now, the problem is, is that most people do struggle to not drink alcohol. Most people fight it. Most people have to push through for the rest of their life. So they really do believe that it's an achievement to just not drink, to just get through another year without drinking. To me, it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Why do I need to celebrate something that's just like anything else in life? I'm not going to celebrate if I stop eating oranges tomorrow. I'm a heck. I don't care. And it's the same with alcohol. Now, the reason why I find it easy is because, like I said, I've changed my perception. I see alcohol as a poison. So it was so easy to give up in the first place. So I never celebrate days. and I don't even know how long I've not drank for. I never look. And in fact, the reason why I started my business in the first place was because I hadn't drank for one year and it was pure chance. I just pulled out my phone one day, looked, and I realized I was over 365 days without drinking. So I made a video talking about that. It was pure chance. I've never counted the days. I've never cared because this is the reason why. I made a decision, a cutoff point, and I knew that I wasn't going to drink again. So basically, it made no difference if I was on day one of not drinking or day 10,000 of not drinking. Oh, that'd be like 30 years away. Anyway, but it just makes no difference because provided that you make a clean cut decision, day one is the same as day 30. Day 30 is the same as year one. It's all the same. Hope that makes sense. And I hope that doesn't upset too many people. But to me, celebrating milestones, counting days really just makes you believe that you've actually given something up in the first place because you haven't. All you've done is made an exchange. You've traded something that did nothing for you for a beautiful, beautiful life. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.